for this week. A little bit of a strange one, but uh, a fun one nonetheless, or at least at least fun in a hindsight is twenty twenty kind ah. of way. No, 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 no! Don't say twenty twenty. That is that is dead to me. Well, yeah, we're no longer allowed to use that <laughs> phrase. <laughs> Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is PhotoLog. Hello, podcast listeners. So I just got back from a trip. If you follow me on social media, I went on a little road trip, did some landscape photography, and uh, I've got all of this shag on my face here uh, that I'm going to be shaving off uh, as soon as we're done recording this episode. Just got back. But uh, yeah, it'll be a good one. Stuart, how are you doing? What are we talking about today? (laughs) Uh, Doing well. This is the shag episode, uh, sharing your shag with the audience before it is removed so i've, I've got way special too much puff. <laughs> i've got way too much puff going on up here i'll take yeah. care of that tomorrow uh today we're doing a little bit of a lighter uh episode we're going to be talking about technology uh the things we love and the things we hate about technology our pain points uh, oh, so that's technology is be... the best and the worst i it love is. it and it is the bane of my existence it is so we're going to be talking about uh <laughs> technology in general and uh specifically technology uh related to or adjacent to photography and videography so we're going to share our trials and tribulations oh man i love to hate technology technology is the worst but mm-hmm. we need it it is just so ingrained in our lives that's... oh yeah it makes the world go round uh, let, let's start by saying that we are both very tech-savvy people, mm-hmm. you more so than I, and uh, technology is amazing. It can do so many incredible things. It brings us Netflix, and uh, it it uh, brings us, uh, I don't know, what else does technology do? <laughs> that's it. Just Netflix. Nothing Netflix, else. That's it. Netflix <laughs> is the only good in the world. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, yeah. So, what are, what are all the amazing things technology brings? I mean, I have a smartphone that allows me to to text and take photos and video record and can do a million crazy cool things in my pocket in the size of my palm at a moment's notice. So, everything kind of smartphone adjacent as well, I think, is pretty cool. So, the 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 extreme explosion in smartphones and the the uh, reduction in cost of the a lot of the parts in smartphones things like accelerometers gyroscopes all those fun things um even just the uh screens and and better microphones and all those kind of components that make up smartphones have really uh blown the market wide open on a lot of other stuff so like gimbals for example you know electronic um stabilizers a, a lot of the parts that made gimbals possible as a category of equipment and reasonably priced came from the uh came from accelerometers and gyroscopes and stuff in from the smartphone market becoming increasingly capable and cheap so there are knock-on effects in in certain technological markets that make others really interesting and cool and available in ways that they weren't before Smartphones are awesome. Everything yeah. smartphone adjacent is awesome. Yeah. But you know the one thing they can't do? Actually be used as a phone to call <laughs> yeah. people. 
Yeah, that seems to be increasingly a problem. Um, yeah, just the other day, I couldn't hear anybody for no reason. Like, my phone works just fine. I actually reboot it regularly. Um, I know that's going to be the first thing people ask is, well, do you reboot your phone? Well, one, um, I feel like you shouldn't have to. It's based on Linux, right? So, or at least Android phones are. Well, they kind of all are to some degree. So, in theory, you shouldn't have to reboot them very frequently. But I do reboot mine. And even still, this mysteriously cropped up. I couldn't hear anybody. It was for no reason. And, of course, a reboot solved it. But this has happened a couple times now, and it's just frustrating. This is a very expensive phone. There's no reason for it to fail at its core competency. I I will click on the app to call people, and there will be lag pulling up the app. So I will wait a good 30 seconds before I can actually punch in numbers. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I just miss having physical buttons. Yeah, you have... (laughs) You have gigs of RAM on a phone in your on a, a computer in your pocket, and it lags just making a call or even doing really basic stuff. Um, kind of along these lines, uh, I was reading recently that load times for websites have not actually notably decreased pretty much the entire time the web has been around. So even though we've got orders of magnitude faster computers and faster uh, internet connections. Um, nothing is really getting noticeably faster or smoother or a better experience. It just kind of looks fancier. How Now, how much of that is due to when you increase the capacity that a thing can handle, people mm-hmm. up the load to match? That is true. That's, that's why, basically, it, it has uh, kept pace, is people are overloading things with JavaScript and fancy animations and stuff. And to some degree, that's cool, but also I feel like... And larger images. And larger images. But yeah. even then, like the, the amount of code that is running on an average web page now is just staggering. And for the most part, it doesn't really need to be there. Um, <laughs> I mean, unless you're doing something particularly amazing. Like, it just gets in the way a lot of the time. So that's it's cool what we can do in a browser. But also, I think the downside is uh, it's used for... Um, uh, either user unfriendly at worst or nef- or at best or nefarious <laughs> purposes at worst. Um, yeah, I mean, t- so so I I love to hate technology. I love and hate technology. Both those sentences are true. I'm not sure which one will title this episode, but <laughs> I mean, even just trying to record this episode, we were oh, having yeah. a recording mishap through some of the settings on the microphones mm-hmm. or something. Even though nothing changed, and yeah. then I, I like we just couldn't get it to record. So, like, it does one thing, it's set up, it's done, you would think nothing would change, but then there's that ghost in the machine that something changes anyway, Mm -hmm. and it just stops working. I would call this the opacity of technology um, being particularly uh, frustrating in that things will be exactly, like you said, exactly, I, I like my setup, I've had some issues with it, and um, just today and literally yesterday with the exact same setup, no changes, zero changes whatsoever. It performed perfectly. Today, it wanted to be a problem, and for no particular reason. Again, no, literally no changes whatsoever. Um, and that kind of opaqueness where things just break and you can't figure out why, um, is very frustrating. And that's become an increasing problem as uh, software companies build software that is user-friendly but doesn't allow users to then see what's going on. So you get these really useless um, error messages, if you get an error message at all, that are just saying, that literally sometimes just say, something went wrong. 
like okay well there was one error code i got on my windows machine and when i looked it up it says a critical failure has happened that was the error code message i'm like that's not useful at all is it my graphics card is my motherboard is it a hard drive tell Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. something yeah nope nope nothing but on that uh, train of something breaks and you can't figure it out, I've definitely had that happen. And when I'm on a shoot, it is the most frustrating thing ever. Uh, if this episode has any tips, here it is. Here's the one tip. Uh, don't let that happen or have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Um, don't allow technology failing you to ruin your shoot. So I'm a flash photographer. I love flash photography. I have a whole fleet of pocket wizards for various reasons. I even have a couple different models that I've used. I have some models that I have very much liked and bought more of and some models that I've liked less and sold off. And then I have some models that are specifically designed for single purpose. This is the thing I use them for. So I talk about uh, regularly my triple click cosplay photo booth. And so that is a thing where I have some special pieces of gear that I are overkill for any other shoot, but I need them specifically for that. So, you know, there are things, but one of the things that I absolutely hate is I have two different cameras. I have a Lumix camera and a Canon camera, and I will put the pocket wizard on each of these cameras. It won't work on either one, except it is actually the camera failing, not the pocket wizard. And each camera had a different reason why it failed. But if you can't determine that, and especially if you can't determine it in about the first 30 seconds, you got to just like give up and work with it. So, um, on, on my Canon camera, I plugged in the speed light into the hot shoe. And the thing is, I actually sent the, the pocket wizard back or no, I didn't plug in the speed light plugged in pocket wizard, but I sent the pocket wizard back to pocket wizard hashtag not sponsored, um, uh, for, for repair. And they looked at it and they said, well, we don't actually have to repair it. Cause this is within our uh, degree of tolerance for it being a perfectly functional unit. And so I sent my camera into Canon to have them look at it, and they said there's nothing because it is within degree of tolerance of a perfectly functioning unit. But the thing is, the uh, the little threads on the bottom of the hot shoe for the Pocket Wizard had shifted slightly, and the little threads on the hot shoe of my Canon had shifted slightly, and they shifted in opposite directions. So that particular Pocket Wizard just did not fire on my Canon. Every other one did, just not that one, because the little little contacts weren't aligned properly. So that is a thing where all the technology says it works, it's functional, and all of these companies that sell these products say it works, but then I go on a shoot and then it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and this I is actually professional gear. I know, not, right? Yeah, this is not uh, to some degree you can you can expect jankiness from cheap gear, but you know, none but of this what is we're the top of the market. Cheap. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> And, and then when I put it on my Lumix camera, this one was user error, but the, uh, the interface was so just garbled and I had no idea this would happen. So on the Lumix camera, uh, the autofocus has a beep and clicking a menu has a beep and every button, a half press has a beep and a full press has a beep. And all of that was getting really annoying. And on the trip I was on last week, I was trying to shoot some wildlife. So I found a menu setting called silent mode and it turned off all the beeping. I'm like, this is excellent. Let's just do the rest of the trip in silent mode. 
Uh, but I was on the trip with Buddy, and I wanted to use the little pop-up flash on the camera, and so I hit the little button that toggles the mechanism for the pop-up flash, which is supposed to turn the flash on, but then it didn't. It didn't turn on. It wouldn't work at all. So I said, okay, you know what? It's not working. I popped it back down. I put my speed light and my hot shoe. Speed light wouldn't fire. I couldn't figure it out. So I just started fiddling with it for another half an hour. And what I didn't realize is silent mode not only turns off the beeps, but it deactivates the flash and the hot shoe as if you were like, I don't know, a sniper and you don't want anyone being able to see where you are. That is not what I cared about in silent mode. I just cared about all the beeps to stop beeping. I wanted the rest of the functionality to still be there. Uh, so this is, yeah, this is kind of what we mean of like, technology is great. Technology has enabled me to become a photographer because I actually studied it in the dark room and it was atrocious and I hated it. Uh, and it wasn't until digital that I'm like, cool, this is awesome. I like it a lot. I'm going to do that for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> Plus digital has led to the democratization of video. Oh, yeah. I mean, shooting video used to be like, uh, that was, I mean, you got film or nothing. If you didn't have a hundred grand, you yeah. couldn't do video. And now it's so, so approachable on a on a tremendously small budgets for good quality. I mean, you can shoot 4K for, you know, four or 500 bucks these days and pretty good 4K. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. So, I mean, technology can do some amazing things, but it also mm. just sucks sometimes. Oh, yeah. It certainly does. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, so, like I said, this episode, it doesn't really have a point. Do we have any tip here? When you're on a shoot, give yourself about 30 seconds. If you can't solve it in 30 seconds, throw it away, figure something else out. Um, In my case of, like, maybe you grab a reflector. Just hold a physical, non-technological item and do the thing that you need to do. Will your photos turn out differently? Yeah, absolutely. A reflector does not have the same look as a flash, but will you get the job done and will the client be happy with the result? That's that's really all I care about when my, I'm out on a shoot. My addition slash building on that is, with when it comes to technology and technology problems is redundancy. Um, you have to oh, assume yeah. that everything is going to break all the time. Um, this this recording uh, setup is a great example of I only really have it set up one way right now. And my intention is to have multiple redundant systems. So if something doesn't work, I can record on an entirely different uh, piece of hardware, but it all is still plugged into the same system. So to to the viewer or listener, everything is exactly the same. But to me, um, I can adjust and, and change and have multiple systems that support uh, this recording if there's an issue. Um, now, that uh, is just for this, but I, like, I back up my computer and everybody should back up their computer because you need to assume that hard drives are going to die randomly and you're going to lose all your data. Um, in the case of, like, you see uh, a lot of photographers walking around with two cameras. I mean, sometimes that's just for the exchange of lenses being having a wide and a so quick at the you, ready yeah. that you, you need to be at the ready but also to some degree if one of those cameras died you at least still have a camera that's functioning um that this redundancy goes from at almost any level you should have duplicates of something or at some point you'll probably be sorry if you don't so it's true um yeah definitely if you don't have a if you can't 
have the exact same duplicate setup, at least have some sort of backup plan. Like if I really needed to, and this recording setup totally failed, um, I could put something together that would sound pretty good and would be a little bit annoying to set up, but still possible. So at least have some sort of backup plan, some plan B or plan C or plan D, <laughs> or who knows, maybe all the I, way down I, the I, th- I think another <laughs> version of that, uh, of having backups for mm-hmm. tolerance for technology failing you, how important is it that the thing doesn't fail? Correct. If I'm mm-hmm. just doing a TFP shoot where, uh, you know, it's like we're meeting for like 10 or 15 minutes, I'm not going to bring both camera bodies and backup lenses and whatever. I might just like bring the one body with the thing that I know I'm going to be using. Like mm-hmm. I was shooting um, someone recently who spins on one of those kind of like wheels, like a circus performer type Sweet. thing. And uh, I've seen those shot with long lenses, and they don't look good. They look really excellent when you can get really close to it with a wide lens. Saying so, we were only going to shoot for like 10 or 15 minutes, because after that, his arms and feet get tired. It was right next to my house, you know, whatever. It's a super low budget. No one paid anyone anything. We were just, you know, getting together to do a thing. I brought one camera, one lens. We just, you know, started shooting, made it happen. Um, and if something would have failed, like, all right, we can meet again. Uh, if you're going on a trip and you can't make that trip again, maybe you need backups. If you're shooting a wedding and that wedding won't happen again, maybe you need backups. Mm -hmm. Um, something else that I'll kind of throw in and say about the backup thing is I like to have duplicates of the exact same model, the exact same thing. So like if I'm shooting with my Canon 5D3, instead of buying like the new like 5DS or 5DR, what are they on now? I know 5DS was the last camera I was personally excited about, but that was literally like eight years ago. What 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 are the thing? What are the kids talking about these days? <laughs> I am not sure. I, I I heard that the 5D line with Can- since I don't shoot Canon uh, very the frequently. 5D line the 5D is line is kind dead. of at an end, um, but they're starting the like mirrorless, mirrorless full frame R5 yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all of this to say, uh, if I were to buy the new what is it R5, and I've got these two cameras right? Not only will the things look a little bit differently, but the muscle memory of where the buttons are is going to work differently, and the interfaces are going to be different, and the settings might be set a little bit differently, where you weren't expecting that thing to happen, because you have your original one set up to rear camera uh, flash, like second curtain sync, and you don't have the new one set up to that. So if you don't have identical cameras with identical settings, then when you're switching something out, there's a little bit more of a toll and muscle memory and more things prone to happen. So Mm -hmm. I like buying old gear because it's what is good enough. What is going to get the job done when that camera came out? It was almost four grand, but I bought a new one used for like 1200 or a new one. I got a second one used for 1200 because the 5D Mark IV came out and they're like, we don't need the 5D Mark III anymore. And I'm like, great, better deal for me. I get duplicate equipment. Yeah, um, it's, it's nice to chase the new and yeah. shiny or uh, it's exciting to do so. I, I shouldn't say it's nice, but a lot of the time it's better to have duplicates of what you already have or potentially it's better, even if you're buying something new to you, you might want to have duplicates of an older thing. Like, so instead of buying the new, um, whatever Panasonic's new full frame is, maybe instead of buying one of those, I buy two GH5s, right? Plenty good. 
Um, That's funny that you said Panasonic, and we both immediately thought of the exact yeah. same camera. <laughs> you know where I'm that's, going with that. That's the one. Yep. <laughs> Get that one. <laughs> yeah, that is that is quite the bang for your buck, especially right now. So, so yeah, it, it, it behooves you to have duplicates, sometimes, you know, exact duplicates of the setup. Um, it, will, it will save you many, many times over. Yeah, I mean, another thing to think about is if you can't afford exact duplicates, when you upgrade, don't sell your old one. That's your mm-hmm. backup now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I don't know. A little bit of a weird episode today, but... Um, Short, We're easy. trying to be helpful. <laughs> yeah. It's a complainy episode, but we want to point oh, people man. in the right direction. And duplicates right. and redundancy is good. <laughs> All right, folks. Here's Here's what I want you to do. Do me a favor. All right. Go to the comment section right now. Uh, if the podcasting platform that you're listening to doesn't have a podcast uh, comment section, find this video on YouTube mm-hmm. and leave a comment on on the YouTube video. So leave a comment with why do you love to hate technology? When has technology <laughs> failed you in the clutch moment where you absolutely needed it and it did not come through? I'm like, I bought you because you do one thing and one thing only and you didn't do that thing. You had one job. <laughs> one job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd love to hear some stories that sounds good i i, I want to know i'm curious leave a yeah. comment oh yeah it's always fun to to hear to hear those <laughs> hear those failures we can commiserate if you have questions or ideas for future episodes you can email us at hello at photo dash op dot show watch us on ben's youtube channel at non-creative as in om nom nom share this with a friend and you can listen to photo op anywhere podcasts are sold or download because it. it's free